On this episode, Chris and Eric Martinez teach us how to use mindset to improve your marketing content, the biggest mistakes they see new fitness coaches making, as your business grows, when is the right time to outsource, and how much should you be paying for that? If you're looking to start from scratch, the first steps for launching a new fitness business. And as always, stay tuned at the end for your tip on building your wealth muscle. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Building Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast about building and protecting wealth for online health and fitness coaches. Each episode, we're going to break down different topics in the areas of business, finance, and tax, and how they pertain to your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation. Please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Pat Darby. Okay, fitness coaches, today we're joined with Chris and Eric Martinez. Welcome to the Building Your Wealth Muscle podcast. Thanks for joining us. Patrick, thanks so much for having us. You know, I know we were just uh, talking a little bit before we hit the record button. So um, yeah, thanks for having Chris and myself. And uh, if your listeners can see the video, man, like it's <laughs> it's a nightmare because our eyebrows take up the entire screen. <laughs> you have, has got the eyebrows too, though. Yeah, you got the eyebrows going too, man. So I'm digging it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves and, and how you guys got into serving the fitness community. Yeah, right on. So, um, I mean, but besides the fact that we're identical twins, which makes it very unique, um, I'll, I'll kind of take your listeners back to uh, what our story is. And um, I'll take them back about 18 years. So we were 17 years old and, you know, we were in high school. Uh, we grew up in a very picture-perfect family. Our father was a correctional officer at San Quentin State Prison in California. Uh, our mom stayed at home, stay-at-home mom. Um, it, we were raised in just like, like discipline, just like education. And then you know, one night, three days before Christmas, um, you know, we got a knock on the door and it was from a California Highway Patrol officer. And he pretty much told us that our father had passed away. He fell asleep behind the wheel. So uh, right then and there, you know, at that young age, our, our whole life was our whole life did a 360. So, um, you know, losing our father at that age and, you know, not being able to even say goodbye to him and just seeing my mom like on her knees screaming. Um, it's a vivid image that lives in my mind and his mind for, you know, even till today. So after that, I mean, three months after that, my mom lost her mom due to cancer. So um, I feel a, we lost a big part of our mother. She turned to alcohol and antidepressant pills. She really wasn't the same person as she was. So, you know, at, uh, us being at a young age and just having our older brother as well, too, like we didn't really have a whole lot, you know, so we just did the best that we could. Um, you know, we were trying to figure it out. We were trying to grieve on our own and we made some bad choices. We went dark. We went down a very dark like path and just turned to alcohol as well, too, just like you know, just we're very rebellious and angry. We're uh, more, more importantly, Patrick, we were angry at God. So we played the victim roles of just like, you know, why us? And why did God take such a good person from our family? So after just kind of going through that motion, man, just kind of, I would say bullshitting through life. Uh, finally, you know, what we kind of turned to is fitness and we got high, we got mentored by Lane Norton at a young age, um, at the age of like 24, I would say, and we were just flipping through a, a muscular development magazine. And for some reason it was just like a, an angel or something that just said, reach out to this guy, reach out to this guy. And we did. And then we just saw everything he was doing with like online coaching very early on when Facebook was barely scratching the surface. Um, so we were just like sponges. We were 
your students. We fell in love with like, you know, exercise physiology, nutrition. We went on to get all of our certifications, all that stuff. And then we were just like, man, like, like we have a passion for this and you know, we could really help people. We, we truly care about people and we we're very competent in what we're doing. So we started our first business dynamic duo training, um, back in 2011 and did that for about eight years, helping, you know, helping, uh, just like, just like a health enthusiast, you know, just general population, just bodybuilding community to just, you know, get to peak condition and reach their goals. And then the last, uh, three to four years, we just, you know, pivoted to B2B coaching. And now we're running our business dynamic fit pros where we help health and fitness coaches, you know, create more income impact influence and, and more faith right now. So yeah, that's kind of the backstory on like kind of who we are and how we got here. That's pretty cool. So you guys, were you ever in-person training or you went straight into the virtual online space? Yeah, we did in-person like 2009, 2011 at a small mom and pop's gym. And that was back in California. Yeah. Okay. And now do you do any uh, B2C or just helping other coaches now? Just all coaches. We pretty much, I I would say, put the nail in that coffin maybe like a, a full year ago. Yeah, it was hard to let go because that was our baby. You know, we, we had so sure. many great clients that we built relationships with and we still wanted to help people, but we were spreading ourselves thin on, on trying to build this business that we're, that we're doing now. I think it was like about yeah. two years ago. Yeah, maybe like a little sounds way too yeah. recent. Yeah. So you guys did it, I guess, before COVID. You didn't have, you didn't have to pivot in COVID. Yeah, like, yeah, 2019, I would say that's when we kind of just cut ties with the yeah. whole like B2C model. Very cool. That's how was COVID for you guys with the business? Because I know a lot of people joined this online community out of obligation, I guess, as their gyms were closing. So how was that yeah, for it, you guys? It, it was tough, man. Like when uh, when we pivoted from, you know, B2C to B2B, that was like, I would say around 2018-ish. And then we did that for a full year um, in Los Angeles. So we had a business model where people would fly out, which was super cool now that I think about it. You know, I just like, I'm like, geez, why would people even fly out? <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> it was such a cool experience though, man. It really was looking back on that. And I'm always going to cherish that. But um, we did a business model where people would fly out. We'd have a six hour, uh, you know, VIP day with them at a co-working office we had in Santa Monica and we would build out their whole business plan, you know, for them. We'd go to lunch with them. We would like really get to connect with them and get to know them. Um, and then after that, there's like an eight week continuation program, you know, through, uh, through zoom and stuff like that. But ever since COVID happened, that got wiped out because nobody wanted to fly anymore. Nobody sure. wanted to be around each other, right. Because of everything that was going on. So we had to completely pivot to a virtual model. And that was tough. It took a full year to completely like, you know, pivot from like, I would say 20, 2019 ish to like, you know, maybe 2020 end of 2021 or 2020. But man, we say that like this year of like 2021 was literally season one in what we're doing because it just was finally the year where it's like, okay, we have clarity. We see the momentum. We see where everything's going, you know, um, and the, the complete uh, pivot, you know, just like is, is executed now. So yeah, that's kind of how we looked at it, man. That's perfect. So perfect timing, I guess, you know, probably improved your profit margins with less flying around and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Less overhead and shoot now saving on taxes over here in, in Texas. I mean, there's, there's a lot of blessings, man. And I, if we really think back at it, I mean, yeah, there were some challenges during COVID, but I think there was more, more blessings than, than not, you know, and it's just, it, we were we were doing things like the wrong way, you know, and and then sure. we actually hired um we joined a mastermind I want to say early this year, and it's been a game changer just doing that too because we took a, a break from hiring coaches and joining masterminds just to kind of just do things on our own. But that was a big lesson too that um we all need coaches we we all we all have blind spots and we need accountability we need the community and we need the we need the content and coaching. Yeah, completely agree with that. Like you can't see your own blind spots too easily. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so let's talk about the the business model that you have and like the different ways you serve the fitness community. Um, if you might tell us, like, do you have different tiers that people can join, like different levels of maturity in their business? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just actually, it's actually one offer, one program. It's called the Accelerator Program. We used to have a tiered system where it was like you know an eight week incubator to help uh, people out that were barely starting, but you know we were kind of underserving them with like the business model. So now we can just combine it all into the Accelerator Program. Um, but basically with our accelerator program, it covers four different kind of like components. So the very first one is what we call mind growth, right? And that's basically for like mindset because we don't want to just have health and fitness professionals just have, you know, clients make more money and stuff like that. We want to work on the six pack in the brain. We want them to become resilient, relentless in this entrepreneurship because anybody that says it's easy or smooth sailing, they're just full of shit. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. And you have to be resilient. You have to have that six pack in the mind. So that's number one. The second thing is attract. So everything lead generation wise in marketing, we teach our health and fitness professionals to become fitness marketers first, right? Then the second one is capture. And that's everything like sales. That's everything kind of like conversion wise. So they got to be good at selling, you know, if not, they, they need to hire that off to somebody because if they can't sell their one to $3,000 offer, you know, through a phone call or something like that, then that's going to be a big problem for them. And they're going to end up just being a commodity, just like every other coach that's selling a 50 or hundred dollar monthly program. Uh, the third thing is coaching, which is systems, processes, and delivery, right? So they got to have an excellent, you know, delivery system for their online clients, an excellent client experience, and they got to get them results at the end of the day. But they have to build their business to be profitable and work like a well-oiled machine. So that's kind of what our whole, like, you know, accelerator program consists of. I like that, especially when did you guys start learning about the mindset side? Because I feel like that's ex yeah. become extremely important, but I feel like if you read I don't know, even like 10 years ago, no one was talking about it. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. like not to totally yeah. date myself, but 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> I, no one was talking about that. I don't feel like in the business side. No, you're right. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I want to say we started really going in on it. Um, maybe about like seven years ago. I mean, we started off hiring a life coach um, just because that's when we first kind of moved out to like Southern California. So we're just like, oh man, like I feel like we're in this stage where we need to, we're, we're in a season of just growing and we just needed sure. to just do something different outside the box. I was very against like a life coach. I'm like, what the heck do I need a life coach for? You know, but yeah. it was just small minded thinking. Uh, but it was the, the best thing that we did because we invested in him for a year and he really got us into personal development because he tell he, he he had us doing these exercises like just like uncomfortable t uh, type of things reading books uh, like listening to podcasts and just working on ourselves to where we yeah. weren't doing that enough. And then after that, we were just like, oh man, this is awesome. Well, this should be tied into fitness, right? Because fitness is mind, body, soul, if you really think about it. So sure. we started like kind of implementing, you know, the self-development into like um, our business model, Dynamic Duo Training, and we were like just doing fitness coaching. And yeah, it wasn't the sexiest thing, to be honest, man, because it's hard to kind of sell people on that. And I, I just don't think it was a big enough trend like it is now. Yeah, the timing. Um, so yeah, and we even wrote our first book. It's called uh, The New Era of Fitness. And we did try to tie in that, that whole mindset, personal development component into it, but it just didn't take off because of that time. And, you know, just um, there wasn't like a good enough game plan with it. But now, man, it's like that's what we advocate to all of our students in our program is like have some form of, you know, mindset component. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's no joke, especially what's going on now with like the, like the COVID and stuff. I mean, geez, you know, it's like it, what what a better time to incorporate health and mental uh, health, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But I've also found from the people I talk to and even the, the fitness coaches that I work with, um, that's the key to like decreasing churn rates and things like that because clients are not going to necessarily get a result in three months. Yeah. Like, or at least not a long lasting one. But if you can 
change the mindset with them. Like, why are you eating or lazy or whatever it is? Like, that's also the key to your own business model. I found that like helping clients that want to work with you for an extended period of time. But again, on the mindset side of fitness. So. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, just to that point, Patrick, like we, this is what we, we, what we stress to our students on like their content creation. And when it comes to really dominating their niche and understand their messaging, like really understand people's wants, needs, you know, um, aspirations and how you can get them out of pain. And you do that by putting out more transformational type content that speaks to them, not the how to stuff. Like if, like if I, and I, I'm sure you agree with this, like you go down the, the feed, you see all these health and fitness coaches just posting all these videos recipe videos i'm like why like like, like macros, how does that really like, help people like people can go youtube that they can go google those things like no man like get to the under underlying issue and what's going on call them out on their bs you know yeah. challenge them you know reframe their false belief patterns as to why that you know why have they not put themselves first why is their their health not a priority why have they not invested in, in coaches i mean that's the that's the stuff that you need to put out there I totally agree with you. And actually, that's a perfect segue. I was going to ask you guys, like, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see the fitness entrepreneurs that come to you making? I mean, I guess that's one of them, but yeah. what are some of the others? Yeah, it's like four things that I see, man. I'm sure Eric has some other ones, but mm -hmm. the first one is just like they don't have a clarity of just where they want to see the business going or how to even grow the business. You know, that's the biggest like thing I see, and they have to get that figured out first or else you can give them the X and O's and, and it's not going to do any good, right? The second thing is uh, they don't have like a really strong acquisition system, right? Mm -hmm. So again, they're not good at lead generation and they think it's like bad and they just, they copy every other fitness professional. So they got to they gotta get good at marketing, like I said. The second thing or the third thing is they don't have a, what we call a grand slam offer, yeah. right? Again, they do what everybody else does and they become a commodity charging 50 to $100 and there's just absolutely nothing like different from their offer. So they wonder why they can't make money, right? And why they can't sell their offer. And then the fourth thing is uh, they don't eventually start hiring a team mm -hmm. and figure out their systems and their business to grow over the long term, right? Because too many people think it's a side hustle or it's just a, a short term thing or I can run the show by myself. But if you're really serious about this, you know, as a health and fitness coach and you want to make it into a legitimate business over six uh, figures, seven figures, you got to start handing stuff off and you got to remove yourself and start working on the business instead of in the business so much. Yeah, those are all great things. And I'll go, I'll go a different direction on this, Patrick. And I think it's just more about like just the biggest mistake is they're not really like honing in and, and really like conquering their, their limiting beliefs, such as like, you know, fear of getting started, fear of failure, imposter syndrome, comparison syndrome, a scarce money mindset. I would even say that that's, it's more of a poverty mindset, right? They, they look at it as they look at coaching and, and investing in themselves as more of kind of like a cost instead of an investment. Yeah. And it just, it all goes back to people's upbringings and, you know, how they were taught these things in traditional school systems, not educating us like on, you know, financial literacy and, you know, really investing in ourselves. And it's just, it's a mess. It really is, man. So, um, you know, I, I get it though, because we were in that position as well too. So you got to start somewhere, but that's why like on our roadmap here, we have two like core like trainings under mind growth that is just, you know, how do you develop a winning belief system and how do you really know your worth and value as a health and fitness coach? And once you understand that and you build the confidence and courage muscles, whoo, it's, 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 it's game over sometimes because that's all people really need. I like that. So you guys help them with the mindset or you bring someone in that teaches specifically the mindset portion? Yeah, we, we do a lot of the coaching yeah. on that just because we've we've had we've hired a lot of mentors, man. We spent a lot of money on ourselves doing that too. But yeah, we'll have like guest experts come on as well too and just kind of give their perspective. But 
yeah, it's just, it's layers upon layers when it comes to like, just, you know, overcoming like self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. So once a, once a month we do a mm -hmm. mind growth training with yeah. everybody, with the whole community in a group style okay. fashion. Yeah. And it'll be just like a different topic around like mind growth. Just like we feel the pulse of what the, the students need the most either in that, in that moment or going into the next like theme of the month. Okay. And you guys also mentioned something that I think is worth highlighting outsourcing. Do you guys have a rule of thumb when they should be hitting that mark? Because I, I know some people think like, well, at 10,000 a month or 15,000 a month, that's still not enough. Like I need, you know, for me, I, whatever the case, do you have like a rule of thumb? Like, Hey, you're hit this profit margin. You have to do it. It's, yeah. It's I mean, not, not really, to be honest, man, like the first hire that I, we recommend with our students and something that what we're doing too, is we're building an in-house, uh, more, more leads generating virtual assistant, um, agency. So the okay. reason being, because when those students first sell like their first one or two, like, you know, thousand to three thousand hour packages, I want them to invest it back into getting a lead generating VA for that. They can buy back 10 hours of their time and that VA can go back and start, you know, booking calls for them based off of like their content and people engaging on them, because that's a whole nother issue too, that health and fitness coaches have. They, they're afraid of like getting into the DMS and sparking <laughs> conversations and moving people onto the phone call yeah. to then convert them into their uh, programs. Yeah. They, they think that like, just by putting out content, like people are magically going to just be like, Hey, like, you know, yes, I yeah. want to sign up with you or this and that. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that for everybody, man. Some people can get away with that. And they have like a magnetic, like type of like brand that they'll get people to just like really know, like, and trust them quick. But for the most people, it's, it's going to take work. Like you better get good at like, you know, really starting conversations and, and leading those to, uh, to conversions. Yeah. And then maybe like when they're around four or five K a month, um, consistently think about getting like a, a CPA or like a, a bookkeeper or something like that and have them like hired either quarterly or something like that. Because when you're making about four to five K, that's when you got to start really kind of thinking, do you want like an LLC? Do you want an S corp? And you got to start really being good with your bookkeeping to save money over the long, mm -hmm. long term. Yeah. I mean, that, that's my world. I totally agree with you there. Like it's without the, the detailed financials, I feel like every other decision you make is sort of a guess. Yeah. So exactly, man. So what are some of the, the metrics that you guys have your clients track for themselves? Like, obviously if you're inside of the QuickBooks, that's, that's going to be your financials. What are some of the uh, marketing metrics or some of the other metrics that you guys might recommend they follow? Yeah, I would say like, like, for example, like yesterday we had um, our CPA on for like a, a training just on like, you know, basic like bookkeeping, you know, how to read P&Ls, balance Very sheets, cool. all that stuff. Because again, that's like gibberish to most people. Sure. So, um, you know, we did that, which is very eye-opening, but I mean, yeah, it just like, like certain KPIs, I would say we, we don't have them do ads, you know, until they're like at eight to $10,000 months, because it's just, you, you know, that game, it's just, you know, you have to have like a media buyer. It's, a, it could be very cost effective, but, sure. um, you know, just simple, basic metrics. I would, what, what, so what we call, it's called sell by text. That's one of our main like core tenants under, um, you know, attract and, and conversion. And that's just, again, starting conversations with people in DMs and getting them on phone calls. So uh, we're big on them tracking their metrics on like how many DMs did they get, you know, per day, how many, uh, you know, conversations, uh, how many phone calls, things like that. So those are like the biggest metrics. Um, I can't really think of any, anything else that stands out to me. And can you No, Yeah, that's the biggest thing because we just want them to convert. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's no Facebook ads until Eric said till about eight to 10 K months. So those are the biggest things, man just conversations and conversions. Perfect. And so when they start the, the DM strategies and outsourcing that, do you, is that, that will take them to the eight to 10 K or is there other strategies that are somewhere in the middle? Cause I think you said around four to five K you implement that and then eight K you start paid ads. 
No, four to five K. I said that we do like the um, hire like a bookkeeper or something like oh, that. Okay. And that. I'm saying like if they make their first couple of sales, like one to three K, like, you know, those packages, I mean, man, put it back into getting a, a VA that's going to do the lead gen stuff for you because you get back 10 hours of your time and they don't charge that much. And all you're doing is doubling down your chances of getting more conversations and moving them to phone calls and getting more conversions. That's so if you're a fitness coach listening, because like I know I've had this challenge with Upwork trying to hire like certain marketing people. What do you recommend as like an hourly rate that they should be looking for? Because on Upwork and Fiverr, like it's so hard, at least for me, mm-hmm. it's so hard to figure out like who's good, who's not, who's overcharging, yeah. who's undercharging. Do you guys have any recommendations there? Yeah, it should be anywhere in the ballpark of like four to seven dollars per hour. You know, so like if it's like, say, just five dollars an hour and you're having them do this like outreach type of stuff, lead gen type of stuff, um, two hours per day, five times per week, it's going to come out to two hundred dollars a month, maybe two fifty at most. And that right there is like maybe like your your down sell that you just sell one time a month to cover that cost. So that's how we really try to try to break it down, because, again, you get 10 hours of your time back. But it's tough, man, at first. And that's why we started an in-house VA agency, because we have like a Rolodex of eight to 10 VAs where we've taught them how to do this stuff specifically on Facebook and Instagram. No other jobs. They're, they're not trained to sit there and do like, you know, emails or like, you know, uh, Canva pictures or anything like that. It's strictly lead generation, you know, conversations on Facebook and Instagram. And it's because we made so much mistakes and spent so much money, like trying to find these type of people, you know? Mm-hmm. That That's perfect. That was going to be my next question. Like, how do you vet these people but yeah so just reach out reach out to yeah Chris. that's that's, like, that's yeah. definitely the challenging part yeah. too for our students because once they do like you know get a va and they hire them right it's like they're not used to you know um you know leading people they're not used <laughs> to managing people so that's a whole nother skill set to learn and it's 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 tricky at first but i mean to me it's like get your hands dirty get in the trenches and, and do it you know figure it out like it's like it's not rocket science you know it's just really communicating thoroughly as to like Hey, how I want this done, you know, step by step, and then let's fine tune this, and, and that's really it, you know. But um, you know, it's it's a work in progress, just like anything else. But I think it's it's very necessary, like if you're gonna, you know, really, you know, try to build like an efficient business to to delegate those certain things that are so time consuming and just very tedious, and just you don't want to be doing that all day. No, um, that I've had nothing great about Upwork so far for me personally. I've <laughs> yeah, had certain things, but. So I like, yeah, your, I like that you guys are, are taking the hard part off the people's plates. Like, Hey, just hire some of the people that we've already vetted and trained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So when you said people start working with you guys, you asked them the, the question that I love that like where you want to take this business in however many 10, 20, 30 years, what's the common answer that you guys get? Or if there's an answer that you prefer that, that works with your system. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's a good question. I'll tackle this real quick. And we used to kind of have that model where we would just like, cause what we do with our students is we do like an initial, like 20 to 30 minute kickoff call. It's an onboarding call. Um, so we used to really dive deep on like, like what's your, why, like, what's your vision? Like, where do you see yourself and, and try to reverse engineer that. But to me, it's just, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too many layers and things change so fast to where it's really, there's no point. So our business model is based around what we call six week scale cycles. So literally we have them implement like, you know, two to three items that that needs to be built in their business, whether it's like attract, capture, coaching, mind growth. And they work on that for six weeks because we've seen that six weeks, like you can still get like a lot done, but yet, you know, you're able to pivot if needed. 
So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's tough to answer that question. I mean, sure. Some, some students like they're very impatient. They want instant gratification, like this and that, but that's, that's where the coaching comes in, man. You got to kind of just like, you know, humble them and ground them. Are most of the people that come to you, are, are they from the in-person training world and now they're ready to go online? Yeah, it's, uh, it's people that want to either build a hybrid model, right? Of the in-person and online or fully want to go online. Okay. So what advice would you guys have for young fitness entrepreneurs that are just starting out, ready to launch their business? And they're just like, I don't even know what the first step is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is just like, man, don't, don't sit there and try to do like all the stuff yourself, you know, don't sit there and try to get all the free resources like on YouTube, like, you know, all that stuff, like, you know, pay to play and, and don't be afraid of that because it's going to accelerate your learning curve. That's why we call it the accelerator because the, it's a simple question. Do you want to build this business of your dreams in, in five to 10 years? Or do you want to accelerate this and build it in a couple of years? You know? So it's just a, it's a hard kind of question. Just, just like tell them, you know, but it's the truth because we've seen it over the past 10 years and you can't get to this point by just getting free information. So that's the first thing is just like reverse that mindset of looking at things as um, expenses and, and being cheap, to be honest, man, and just invest in like a program or a coach or a mentorship, whatever you want to call it to accelerate that, that learning curve and not make the same mistakes and be on that path or that system, that roadmap or that blueprint to do it the right way. Yeah, that's good. I, I would 100% yeah. agree with that, man. And, and another thing too is like just, just understand that you know like that this is going to be a journey. Uh, as hard as it sounds, as, as as much as like we get hit with all these BS ads out there about like you know getting you to 10k months <laughs> and like two three months and and blah 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 seven figures. I mean, I get it, man. It's good. You know, it's it's good sometimes to where it's like you have to like want to just believe it, but. Any, any business owner will tell you, man, it takes work. It takes grit. It, it, it is not an easy thing to do. It's a lifestyle. Um, a lot of it is just like really, you know, building your IQ. I mean, excuse me, EQ, you know, and just how resilient are you? How many times can you get punched in the face and get back up? Yeah. You know, and that a lot of that's not, not, not taught because it's not the sexiest thing. Right. It's yeah. not saying, oh, I can get you more money. I can get you more, you know, sex. I can get you more, you know, a, a material. That's what's yeah. what the sexy stuff that people want. They don't want to hear, oh, how many times can I get punched in the face? How many times, you know, can I get back up? But that's the reality yeah. of it. And I'm always going to keep it real just with like my audience and just like how it is because it's not easy, but it's a hell of a journey if you really buy into it. And if you play the, the, in, if you play the uh, infinite game and not the finite game, um, dude, it'll be great, you know, and just like make, make your business about, you know, serving others and not you. And it'll just make it that much, that much better. It's perfect. Uh, now this is a, a podcast about like building wealth, protecting wealth for fitness entrepreneurs. What are your personal philosophies on investing and building wealth outside of the business? Yeah, that's great, man. Um, I, I love like, I love this whole topic. Like I'm like, just I've been getting into this even more the last couple of years, just with like, you know, just enhancing my financial literacy and seeing how I could bring this into like our, our business model here, you know, because it's so important. But for me, I'm, I'm pretty active and just like, you know, just stocks, like I don't really like doing just individual stocks. It's more just like, you know, low index funds, ETFs, things that will, you know, just hold on to the long haul. And it's like, I don't have like a big risk tolerance. So I'm actively doing that. Um, some cryptos well too, you know, mainly just Very like cool. Ethereum, you know, um, uh, Bitcoin and then uh, Cardano as well too. And then, yeah, man, uh, just recently too, we've, uh, you know, gotten like a SEP IRA going as well too, just for our retirement funds. But, um, you know, the, the biggest thing I tell my students, I taught this, this lesson to them about just like managing their finances is, 
again, everything you're making is probably it's most of it when you're starting off is going back into the business. You would agree that agree with that, sure. right? So, you sure. know, the biggest thing is like try to use like a formula that's going to work with your finances. So maybe just do like a 70, um, you know, a 75, 15 and 10 um, ratio. So 75 percent of the income that you make. Right. That's all just like on your expenses, bills, whatever. And then, you know, 15 percent of that goes back into your investments which I would say your business at this point early on is your investment. And then 10% of your, your income should be towards savings to like have a nest egg and an emergency. So that's a simple framework and you could always tweak that up. But I mean, yeah, to be honest, man, like, I mean, just when you're starting off, you just, you have to really just put all that money back into the business and be disciplined. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, especially because I feel like so few people talk about the emergency funds and things like that. And like having that little cushion, like I've seen people make the mistake of they have like basically their first dollar profit and they're trying to like put it into like their set by or something. It's like, whoa, like you can't pull that back out if you, no. you know, your yeah. car breaks down. Like you yeah. need to <laughs> really think about what you're doing. So I love that. Um, and so you incorporate some of those into your program as well? Yeah, definitely. It's, basics. It's, still, it's still early on, man. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out how I could just incorporate that more. But it's like, I'm not a financial advisor. And it's like, I don't I don't want to kind of like position myself like that. So it's sure. very basic stuff. And it's just like, you know, uh, if I could bring someone in that, you know, is, you know, a lot better at that, then I'll do that. But um, yeah, it's one of those things I definitely am thinking about doing in 2022. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it because I know when I first started this in finance, I didn't realize, I guess, how few people like really understand it. Like I know they're like, oh, there's financial literacy is prevalent. But then you start talking to people and it's like, wow, like they're extremely, yeah. or I should say it this way. You would think that it's like correlated to like someone's overall knowledge, but they're like amazing at business, amazing at this, and have no idea about like how money works. And you're just like, wow, yeah. like the, the education system just fails in the United yeah. States on these types of things like taxes, finance. It's like, hey, you don't need that. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the equivalent, man, of just like, you know, it's, if it's a health and fitness coach and they have a client that's just overweight and out of shape and they absolutely have zero education just on exercise or nutrition, it's the same exact kind of like transfer over to a health and fitness professional that has zero education on finances or financial literacy, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. It's a whole different language, but they have to start learning it, you know, slowly. <laughs> Perfect. So as we uh, wrap up, what would be one action step that you think a, a fitness coach could do today to start building wealth in or outside of their business? Yeah, that's a good one, man. I mean, obviously, I, again, like I said, I, I would definitely just be very disciplined on like like your, your finances to, to use that type of ratio, like I said, like a 70, you know, 20 or 10. And just, you know, really start now, like just like investing that little money into other appreciating assets, whether, like I said, that's stocks, that's crypto, that's real estate. I mean, that's gold, um, silver, whatever you want to do, you know, whatever interests you and whatever your, your goals are. But, um, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't always depend on your income coming from your business. Like, I mean, I, I don't like that feeling. Um, because again, like I, at some point I don't want to be working so hard. I want my money working for me, you know, and, and being able to create that generational wealth. So, I mean, I wish I had, you know, a better answer for that, but just, you know, just man, be, be disciplined on your finances. Stop spending your money on dumb things that you just don't really need, you know, and start putting that back into just investments. Like I said, whether it's like a hundred dollars a month, like $200 a month, it all starts to compound over time.
Yeah. And I would say, Patrick, like for me, it's just a buy in. If you're a health and fitness professional, buy into the, the, the fact that you're in the business of marketing, you know, mm-hmm. like even though you are a health and fitness professional, you're in the business of marketing, man. Um, so buy into that and start getting good at like, you know, fitness marketing and just being, being in the marketing business. Because if you can't market like your, your, your services yourself, then you're not gonna be able to get an opportunity to sell like your offer. If you can't sell your offer, you're not going to make money and have a cash flow. If you don't have a cash flow, you're not going to ever build a team. You're not going to be able to sit there and grow a business. So it's like, it all starts with marketing. It really does. So buy into that. Yeah. And one, one thing I forgot what I want to say is cause like what we're big on too is like, man, we hate that. We hate that word side hustle. Like I, I can't yeah. stand when like, like health and fitness coaches come to us and they're like, Oh, I want to do this as a side hustle. I'm like, really dude, like you really think you could do this as a side hustle and really build it the right way? Like, no, you're out of your mind. Like this is a full-time thing. So just, you know, get out of that mindset of this is a side hustle. Like a side hustle to me is like something you do like on the weekends, like a catering job or whatnot, you know, just to make a couple bucks, like, like whatever, cool. If you need to do that, do that. But it's like, don't have that mentality of uh, as an entrepreneur that you're doing a side hustle as like a health and fitness coaching, um, a health and fitness coach. I just, it's a big red flag. Yeah. But we've just seen this anecdotally, man, in our program for the past three years, those that put in like the work and the reps and sets and have more mm-hmm. time in their business they do better and they accelerate the learning curve as opposed to somebody has five or 10 hours and okay, it's going to take longer. Don't expect those expectations where you're going to be hitting 10 K months in, in three months by working 10 hours a week on your online coaching business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, and I think like, uh, I've heard that once before from like Andy Frisella said the same thing, like yeah. stop calling it a side hustle. You're, you're mentally <laughs> diminishing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's your, it's your full business. So it I love is. that. Yeah. Um, so if our listeners want to learn more about you guys and your company, um, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, I think the best way and the easiest way, man, is, um, you know, just go to our Instagram at Chris and Eric Martinez. Um, the link tree uh, has like tons of different things like, you know, free, you know, resources. There's a Facebook group um, for health and fitness coaches, our podcast. We know we do two podcasts per week. It's called the Dynamic Lifestyle Podcast. But yeah, everything is just there, you know, to just get more information on us and just, you know, follow these big old eyebrows of ours. <laughs> <laughs> And the links links to everything that Chris and Eric uh, talks about will be in the show notes. Um, perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for for joining me today on Building Your Wealth Muscle. Yeah. Patrick, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate, really appreciate it, man. that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Building Your Wealth Muscle. Make sure you visit our website, DarbyBA.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us as well. For more information on the topics covered, you can follow Pat on Instagram at PatDarbyBiz. The download from this episode is available in the show notes. And if you want help building your wealth specifically, Pat Darby is currently taking private clients. The link to book a call is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.